Hello, and welcome to The Haunting Podcast. I'm your host, Tegan. And I'm the other host, Jordan. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Gettysburg. Ookie spooky, ookie spooky, ookie spooky. <laughs> a little bit of a backstory. We went to a wedding in Pennsylvania about a week and a half ago. Yeah. And uh, we took uh, one of those haunting ghost tours there. And it was very interesting because Gettysburg, as some of you may know, is one of the top haunted places in America because of the Battle of Gettysburg and thousands died during that, during Pickett's Charge and all the other battles ensuing, such as uh, Little Round Top and all of that. So obviously we had to check out the infamous ghost tours and there was a lot happening. There was a lot happening. Yeah, we had a great tour guide. Uh, she did the works, gave us a backstory of certain buildings. Um, also, we went to a place where she gave us those EM readers. Yeah. And also those, uh, what do you call those? The, the, those the dowsing rods. The dowsing rods. And uh, Tegan had a really good time with those dowsing rods. I did have a good time. I did not know how I felt about dowsing rods at first, but um, yeah, it turns out I like them. Yeah, you like them? Was that your first time using them? That was my first time using them. I mean, I honestly don't do like a lot of ghost hunting. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, I understand. The last time we did a ghost hunting was in uh, that uh, roundhouse in Aurora, Illinois. And I wouldn't really say that was ghost hunting. Hunting. That well, I mean, we got an EM reader. We did. You know, get... that, I mean, how uh, how much harder is it? It's an EM reader. That? I'm trying to remember what it's actually called, and I can't. But EMF is electro. Wait. Is it an EMF reader? EMS. EMF. Yeah, maybe it is an EMF. Maybe I'm confused. We'll fact myself. check ourselves later. <laughs> this is the first episode. Cut us a break. Um. But yeah, no, we did actually. I like that one. A little bit better just in those lines because they actually each gave us one this girl was very limited on how many she had which was okay I yeah mean, it was okay but she had an abundance of dowsing rods <laughs> she had an, an abundance. abundance of dowsing rods but we had a good time it i think was... um i think the first part we should talk about is probably the uh farnsworth house oh yes i want to stay there the the farnsworth house is a house older than the battle of gettysburg and it actually had a ghost that predated the battle of gettysburg yes so there was a uh, little boy uh, he was with his group of friends and there was a game that they commonly liked to play called wagon tag and uh, essentially your friends would tag you and you would have to go out and tag the wagon the back end of the wagon what a great idea i mean what else are you gonna do with that? <laughs> no it must have been so boring back then <laughs> Could you imagine any of us trying to go back and just live that life? That's uh, not yeah. gonna happen. Let's play car tag. The humidity Let's go there was already it. like the humidity there was already killing me. I can't even imagine what it would be like if Those, I didn't uh, have air conditioning. Midwestern people just don't understand <laughs> what we have to go through. I was dripping. It was terrible. <laughs> it was funny. It was not funny. Was I was dehydrating myself just standing there. <laughs> Anyways. Um so this little boy's turn came up and a wagon was coming out and he went and he tagged it and scared the horses and the uh, wagon ended up tipping because of that and he ended up under the wheel of one of those wagons and it crushed his chest. Um, so he didn't die immediately. He was taken up to his house by his father and put in his room and I think it was like a few days later he died. Yeah. So it was like 
Either way, the injuries claimed him. Yeah, the injuries claimed him, and it was a pretty hor- horrific death. And um, yeah, so that stinks. Uh, but they, <laughs> when they remodeled it, when they remodeled it, they turned it into a bathroom. Um, and His room, put, where he died. Yes, and they put a clawed tub where the boy's bed was, which is where he passed away. So now there's a claw bathtub where he died and they say that he just kind of likes to play jokes on the visitors and tugs on them yeah there's they have blocks up there that spells things and he will spell like wagon yeah wagon is his favorite word they say that if you give uh if they were to give him more blocks they it would say like be careful watch out like a warning against wagons. You know, a timeless warning. A timeless warning. So never play tag. Never play with tag. Wag- wagons or cars or anything else. Yes, please don't. <laughs> so that was one story. And if you ever stay at the Farmsworth house, be careful because <laughs> you might see him. And uh, they had pictures of him. They did. And I guess he likes to uh, hang out in the basement a lot. So yes, that was because what what creepy house is complete without a creepy basement? With a child in it. With a child in it. A child ghost. What yeah. else? What could possibly happen in that basement? Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, there, There's also the uh, ghost cat that apparently appears there, but we were told no story about that cat. No, but there is a cat, and apparently people enjoy the cat. Yes, it's which, a cute I'm little a, tabby. I, I have become a cat person later in life, <laughs> but I still don't want to see... That cat could be the most playful cat in the world. I don't care. Go away. You're a ghost. I want to see it. I don't. I will. I will give this ghost cat what, tuna you're gonna, treats. You're going to pet it as your hand yeah, just I, goes I right through would, it. I would. I would attempt to. Yes. Yeah, attempt to. I would attempt to. <laughs> anyway, there's also other ghost stories that involve the house. Apparently, the attic was perfect for a sniper's nest during the Battle of Gettysburg. There's just like this tiny little window up in the attic, and uh, there's buildings where that window is like located now but prior to that it was all like open field so it was perfect very... killing field for a sniper exactly so um but it wasn't impossible as she put it to kill the snipers clearly clearly because they died a lot of them a lot of them died fact. and they were left up there for a good while and then drugged down and there's um there's actually evidence of all of that if you spray the room down in luminol if they still have the original floorboards up there yes nothing has changed up there so Uh, there is 200 year old blood still uh seeped into it and you can clearly see it all when you spray the luminol if you are not a crime junkie luminol is a spray that you use and then you can take a black light and you can see essentially where there has been blood even if blood has been cleaned up and we all know that they didn't have bleach to clean the blood up. No, I'm sure that wasn't really cleaned up for a long, for oh, a good long I'm, while. I, I'm sure. I am sure that was one of the last things on their list. Oh, my God. But uh, you could actually see a blood spot where the window was that was the size of essentially several men. You could see the blood splatter on the back of the walls. You could see the drag marks from where they finally were able to get the bodies and drag them down. Charming. Uh, you could even see where it had started to rain blood from the attic to the first floor because the blood had actually seeped through the wood. From the pooling. 
from the pooling. So um, I want to see that personally. It is a hotel now and uh, you can stay there. There's a two year long wait though. I, for the life of me, I can't imagine why. I want to stay there. She, Tegan, really wants to stay there. I, I will camp outside if I have to. I will get an Airbnb if I need to. I do not want to see... Uh, for those of you that do not know, I am mixed race. I am half black and half white. <laughs> I don't feel like getting heckled by a Confederate ghost. That's the, one of the last things I need. You didn't even want to get up to turn the air down in the Airbnb out of fear of seeing a Confederate soldier <laughs> in the middle of the Airbnb. He would have been standing in front of that thermometer or the, the AC unit and told me to get on back where I came from, boy. I'm not disagreeing with yeah, that. Yeah, because you've totally felt that. Because you didn't, because you woke up in the middle of the night and you didn't do it either. I just didn't want to see anything standing there. I wasn't necessarily afraid of Confederate or... Uh, if it was a Union soldier, I'd be like, thank you for your service, sir. <laughs> thank you for your service, sir. Were you one of the prisoners? <laughs> I hope not. That they just got the short end of the stick. One of the things that we were told in the tour uh, that I did not know was that they offered the prisoners a lesser sentence for serving in the war. A they... lesser sentence. I would be like, a lesser sentence? Just, just give me amnesty. I'm about to, I might die here. And uh, most of them did die, as it turns out. And if they were not uh, killing Confederate soldiers, they were perfectly fine with killing each other. So it was very much a last man standing type of thing with those... Uh particular group yes. of soldiers these were actually confederate soldiers from louisiana oh i'm sorry I, I thought they were i didn't know what they were actually they were the suicide squad of the south that's right it was um i don't know again i feel like you know once you get past the war and you had like let's say like a 10-year sentence they're like great job man great job helping us win the war month off your sentence <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for uh, picking up all the PTSD and injuries. You, you and, earned this month. You know, literally wading through blood. Right. You still have to service your another 15 years, but here's a month off. A month off. You earned it, my guy. You earned it. Oh, my the goodness. God. That's just... One of the interesting things that you, I know you really liked, was the witness trees. I thought the witness trees were so interesting. I even had a discussion with my friend afterwards about like um, what you would see if you would cut a witness tree kind of open. Yeah. Uh, just because, so the witness trees are trees. There's officially 11 of them. They believe there's more, but a witness tree is a tree that they can prove was uh, alive during the war. Right. During, during the Battle of Gettysburg. And it was, I mean, it was just, it was just kind of interesting because these trees during that time, I mean, there was so much blood. I, it was, it was pools of blood. I mean, it, oh yeah, you know, was, those roots sucked it up. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They had to quite literally Nasty. drink the blood. Those, right. those trees had to drink the blood of these dead it's men. It's amazing they can grow leaves. I <laughs> was just overly fascinated by this fact really? yeah i was overly fascinated after after the tour i had to look into it me and my friend looked into it to uh see what would happen like inside the roots of the tree if it were to soak up blood because that's color right you know and they always say like 
you you see it in in like car- corsages and um, other fr- flowers that I can't think of the name uh-huh. of that are white, like roses. You can like dive, you know, you see the rainbow roses and right. stuff like that because they. So I wanted to know. I'm like, what happens? Mm. I mean, I'm still overly fascinated by this. What is the answer? Because you never even told me. So the answer is that a yes. Um, for some reason, at first they were telling that we were getting the answer that trees can't suck up blood, and we're like, that's a lie. So we found out yes, they can. Hmm. But uh, if there's anything in there, like like uh, there's going to be essentially stain. It's going to essentially stain the tree. Right. So theoretically, if you cut it open, the rings of the years, because I'm convinced that it had to at least take an, an entire year to soak up all this blood. Uh, probably. I mean, they couldn't even clean up the bodies of a lot of these men no. and horses for, for months. For months in the summer. In the this summer. Ha- this battle happened in July, I want to yeah, say. It, yeah, yes. and I mean, people at that point, from the sounds of uh, at least what the tour guide was saying, they were a little bit more focused on like getting their houses back together and getting right. their families back in and Personally, then dealing with that. I would move. I, I don't think I would stay there either. And I doubt that the government paid them enough money to actually clean no, up these bodies. I mean, can you imagine trying to build your house and just walking over, you know, just this rotting corpse? And I mean, they were like, and, and even when they were able to finally bury them, it was mass graves. Mass everywhere. graves. And, the, and it was hastily built. So like when the rain came or something, sometimes it would wash away the topsoil. Yeah. I mean, they only did a few inches You would slowly see a in. hand coming Just, up. Yeah. I mean, they would only, they would only bury them a few inches right. deep. You don't want to be sipping your morning coffee and then going out, looking out the window and then you just see something waving at you just in the wind. I mean, even worse, you know, some of those soldiers were probably buried like standing up just from awkwardly being buried. Yes. So like tops of heads were probably hanging out. Oh, that's horrifying. It's just, it's, it's, you know, one of those things. Right. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a whole thing. But these witness trees, so essentially, yeah, they, they will probably show a darker ring around the times that this was happening. Wow. And essentially there's veins in a tree, like a human body's vein right. yes. system. So you might find that throughout like thicker branches of the trees you and, know, and if whatnot. Happened, I would not mind to see what that looks like. I wouldn't either. Like I never want to chop down, like just One chop down. Trees, the, yes. Yeah, like absolutely not. They're very historical. But if something were to happen where it needed to be chopped down, like it was just completely dead and dying, and you, I want to, I want to cut that open and see. Because my other question then after that, and I never actually got a, uh, an answer to this, is does the stain fade with time? Hmm. I don't know because there's constantly water going through, you know, the system of the tree Correct. and all that stuff. And so I have many more questions that yes. do not have answers. But I was overly fascinated by this tree. Yes. I mean, they were fascinating. I like the part where she was telling us, you know, people sometimes have experiences if they touch the tree. I am sad that I touched a tree and it just felt like a tree. I felt nothing. I disagree with you. I, on the other hand, touched the tree and got a bubble of anxiety. A bubble of anxiety, a huh? A bubble. It was just like in the chest, bumbling, just mm-hmm. bubbling away. I mean, it could be worse. Uh, apparently the tour guide when she touched it one time her arm went numb yes for like the rest of the night 
Yeah, can you imagine? I was not, I wouldn't have been happy with that. I actually went to the uh, second witness tree after the tour, after you abandoned me. Oh, you the got Elm scared. one. Yes. <laughs> um, and I touched that one, and it felt like the, the best way I can use to describe it was uh, if someone, you know, if you go to the hospital, the doctor's office, mm-hmm. and you get a shot of medicine up your veins, and it's kind of that like warm feeling, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like to me. And I like almost immediately stopped touching it because I was like, I don't like that. Yeah, I feel like it would like get worse the longer you hold your hand there exactly and i was not into having my hand and arm be completely numb that night i wouldn't be cool with it either i wouldn't be cool with it either so if you're ever in gettysburg and you see one of these witness trees you know just just give it a quick touch and see what happens or hold your hand there and see if uh, anything starts bubbling up yeah there was sometimes it doesn't happen the first time she did say that you have to keep touching it there was apparently though a boy in her tour a few weeks prior who had a full-on panic attack after touching the tree oh you gotta feel sorry for the kid i really do i if i was really little because when i was really little in my single digits i was afraid of anything supernatural paranormal i wanted nothing to do with it i didn't want to hear it if i did i'd stay up all night i was the same way and um if my family which they probably would have forced me to touch the tree because I wouldn't have wanted to touch it as a little kid. I might have had a panic attack. See, I was afraid of a lot of things as a kid, but I had a lot of experiences mm-hmm. as a kid, which we will talk about in further episodes. But like horror movie kind of things were the one thing that always got me. Like you could probably take me to one of those battlefields and I'd be like, ooh, it's <laughs> spooky. But I would never like actually take it seriously. Right. But you show me a scary movie, I'm up all night. Oh, yeah. I'm up all night. Right. I mean, I was the same way. They, Since I grew up an hour south from Gettysburg, they brought us to the battlefield quite a few times. And um, I was a little bit of an overweight kid, and I never really cared for the heat. So we'd be walking through the battlefield, and it's just chafing central. I'm just miserable. I'm not even thinking about the ghost or anything. I'm just like, I I hate this place so much. Honestly, after dealing with the humidity and stuff there, I don't blame (laughs) you. I could not. It is very humid in the East Coast in the summer. It it really is. But um, no, that was really interesting. The other really interesting thing was the house. I forget who owned it, but it was a house of a man who sent his family away. And he stayed in the basement for three days, and he said he had like just a jar of peaches to survive on. Right, he stayed behind when the battle was happening, but yes. he sent his family away. away. I mean, the balls it takes to do that. I mean, I would be gone with my family. And I, I would wouldn't not care come back. about the house at that point. I exactly, but so he stayed. I think it was like three nights, three days, something three, like that. Three nights, yeah. In um in his basement in, before he emerged, because he wanted to make sure it was safe, comes out and obviously death just everywhere. Yes. Um, and it takes him a few months. He cleans up his house. He gets it all fixed up, all of that good stuff. And he sends for his family to come back. And the first night there, his kids start to complain about a noise. They come in. They're like, there's bees in our room. 
And this happens for a couple of nights. And one night, his he's talking to a friend, and he's describing the sound. And his friend says, it sounds like a new bullet that was being used during the Civil War. Right. I forget what the bullets were called, but they were essentially a smaller bullet than the ones that were typically used. Uh, so they said it was stuck in a time loop, which is something that is scientifically proven that can exist. It's quantum physics. Yeah, quantum physics. It's, I, it's, it goes way over my head, but, you know, <laughs> essentially these time loop paradox things can exist. I won't even call them paradoxes, but they were hearing a loop in time of bullets being shot through the house is what was being said. So while the story is being told, there are other tourists and they're taking pictures. And yes, I call them tourists. We were also tourists. We were tourists. <laughs> we were tourists. We were all tourists. Uh, so they're taking pictures of the house, which was right across the street. And after the story's done being told, uh, the house ended up being torn down and a wood house ended up being built is what ended up happening. And then they ended up moving a few years later. So I'm assuming that the sounds are still happening and that's why they moved. Apparently, if you go into the museum and ask about it, they will give you the runaround saying, oh, nothing ever happens here. It is not haunted. It is nothing. But if you catch them, if you catch them after hours. Or after they've finished the job there and moved on somewhere else. They'll be honest with you. And they will tell you a lot. They and will they, tell you about it, apparently. Yeah, word apparently, is. The, the word says. But one of the people takes a picture. And as we're walking off, she's showing the tour guide it. And, you know, I wanted to see it. So it quite literally, you could see the entire formation of a the upper half of somebody's body. And it was very clearly a male, very distinct, defined uh, features you could see its eyes you could see where there was like a mustache you know mm. in the mustache style of the time by the way this place is called the rub house the rub house thank you and uh you could see like just kind of like a scowl like it, it was so clear and yet transparent it was really interesting and then you can see a body shape and mm -hmm. the lights were all off in the place there was nobody there nobody it was there closed up for the night had been closed up for at least a couple hours you know it's a museum and we it was probably like almost midnight yeah at this so point. obviously no one's working at that time exactly and it was just so that was that was and even if they were were I don't think they'd come out as transparent. <laughs> no. It was nice to really, you know, be on that tour and actually see something. Yeah, that was really interesting. I will I will fully admit that that was very interesting. It was very interesting. I it was uh it was more than I bargained for. You were not okay after that. Look, I'm not I paranormal was interesting. It's very interesting. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm talking about this. But do I want to experience it for myself? Eh. I'll pass. I mean, there are good experiences and there are bad experiences. I like you the know. historical context of it. The historical context is very cool. Very cool. But then came the ghost hunting. The ghost hunting came because who could have a tour without the hunting? Especially in Gettysburg. 
So we went to this big field that was actually owned by a school. Yes, it was behind the elementary. Yes. And a little bit further down this path so that you walk down a path and you're in this little field and then there's a little bit further down the path there's a memorial and then which marks the entrance to the battlefield which we could not go into. yes it, we were not allowed to the fine was very large to very large if you were caught there so we stayed within the the perimeter of the confines this. of where we were allowed to be <laughs> exactly but so we we start to use these dows. She hands out dowsing rods to everybody, and she explains how they how to use them. And for those who don't know, you hold them at a slightly downward angle, uh, tight enough to where it can still move. It's it's free moving. There's like a little handlebar on it that allows it to mm-hmm. that allows it to spin, and uh, you hold it at like a downward angle, and you ask yes or no questions. Typically. If it's a yes, they cross over each other. And if it's a no, they go away from each other. And if the uh, spirit is tired of you, it does not answer you at all, mm-hmm. which I found was the case after asking a few, a few of them. Times. If they were, a few yeah, times. after asking a few of them, if they were union soldiers specifically, they, they got mad offended. You know what? I am also really bad at 50-50 shots. <laughs> Because it's, uh, I always pick the wrong one. (laughs) You know, that that seemed to have been happening to me that night. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was really interesting. So I went by this tree and you were still with me at this point. Yes. I was with you for most of it. (laughs) You abandoned me at some point. So. Spooky. (laughs) Ooky spooky. So we are sitting there and I start to ask a question. I'm like. Is there anyone who wishes to speak to me tonight? And like I said, I never really knew how I felt about dowsing rods because they seemed like something that could be so easily manipulated. Uh, But because it was me personally trying it, I knew I wasn't manipulating it. And very, very slowly, like centimeter by centimeter, this dowsing rod starts to move into an X. And it takes a good like. I'd say it was like a, what, a good 15 seconds before yeah, it even it, got there. It took there. a little bit. Yeah. It took a little bit. I mean, they were moving so, so slowly. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was really interesting. And then I, I asked it if it was like a Union soldier and it said it didn't say anything. And then I asked it if it was a prisoner, if it was one of the prisoners who was offered less time to serve. And it said yes. And there was a prisoner that had actually been talked about earlier and he was essentially just a very violent man. Violent man. Very vulgar man as well. Yes. Very racist. What they say? Colorful language. He yes. Uses. Colorful language was used a lot with him. Yes. Uh, so we asked if it was him. We didn't get a response. Uh, and then I'll be honest, I didn't know what to ask after that. I was kind of caught off guard that I even got a reaction. You did. I tried to... Um... They say when you get a, a reaction, what you want to do is have a second person, in this case it was me, go behind over the shoulder and take a flash photography picture. But unfortunately, nothing showed up. But I was paranoid that perhaps, you know, they'd be like a distorted face or something. The entire I'd be like, get, you know, you Tegan, get out of the there. <laughs> You're about to be possessed. You would have thrown your phone and been like, it's time for an upgrade anyway. Upgrade anyway. Yes. I'm two iPhones behind. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But um nothing appeared, unfortunately. I personally would have thought it was absolutely hilarious if something appeared mm-hmm. and he threw his phone. Then uh you actually had something weird happen on your phone though with the series. Yes. 
<clears throat> so we're sitting there and we are just asking some questions and all of a sudden and there was nothing that remotely sounded like hey siri or siri right. at all and siri i know your phone you have an android so it's bixby and on occasion it'll chime in which is fine you hear a lot of things that sound yes. like it my siri has never done that before no, i don't even think you had your siri set up fully my siri is set up it is but it okay. never ever it, has chimed I in i have never heard it i have never heard it chime in in all the years that you've had that phone to yes. you know two series behind um <laughs> <laughs> In all in all the time that you've had that phone, though, I've never heard the Siri go off once. Me neither. What did it say, though? It said right away. Right away. That's right. So that was that was an interesting thing. I don't remember. I I think we were just kind of sitting there silently at that moment, trying to think of what to say because I don't remember asking a question. Right. And then Siri chimed in, going right away. And, you're just like, and that's when I backed off and I checked my phone. I was just like, "What did you do? Yes. What did you do? Right away to what?" <laughs> Um, I backed out of that one as well. I was like, no, I don't know. Nope, not, uh, <laughs> not, not dealing today. with that I one. I was. I was just like, I don't know why, but I don't like that one. And it was shortly after that that you left. And I was down by... No, I remember you asked one question going, are you a Confederate soldier? And it did cross. And then you said, are you offended by Jordan standing behind me? <laughs> I did ask that because it, it was a Confederate soldier. And, uh... I don't think it answered that question. I, think I don't that's think he it, did. I think he was fed up. I think he was fed up. I, I think that question was the the deal breaker for him. And you him. know what? Fuck him anyway. Exactly. <laughs> that guy was an asshole. Exactly. Um, but so then we got the like the, the EMF detectors right. out, and um, I really didn't get. I mean, I got like it was interesting because you'd walk around, you got like the base reading, mm -hmm. right? And there was nothing. I mean, if you touched your phone for it, to it or whatever, it went off. But other yes, than that. my aunt unfortunately made that mistake. She was so convinced, too, it wasn't her phone. It was her phone. It was definitely her phone. So we got, I got like the base reading. There was nothing there. And then you just randomly, you'd be walking around and it would go all the way up. Mm -hmm. And then it would go back down. And then you'd be you walking around. You through it. Right. That's kind of what it felt like mm -hmm. to me. Um, so there was, there was all that after, after, you know, we did that. Like, I didn't really get anything that with that. We did the, you were gone by this point. Are you going to be talking about the net thing? The light? Oh, I honestly forgot about the light. Yeah. There was the light, the net light. I don't, I didn't personally see anything. I don't remember hearing about anyone seeing anything with that net light either. Right. Apparently your cousin said that he saw a shadow though, right. not in the net light, but like just a little bit away from the net mm -hmm. light. So he said he saw that. I had never knew about it, but I saw the logic in it. Basically, they have like a laser net that casts like a wide like lattice shape, lattice shape in the, let's say, in the in the woods. And that's how you can like see like if there's a shadow passing by or something. Essentially, it will block the light of anything passing by. So it creates a visible shadow where there wouldn't normally be a visible shadow. Right. And it ha is believed in the paranormal world that or in the paranormal community that, you know, that's a way that you can see spirits. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll see they'll block out the spirit will block out the lights and you get their shadow 
essentially what your cousin thinks he saw. Uh-huh. It was just not quite in that lighting area. It was like at the very edge. In the very edge. The ghost was smart. He knew. Like, yeah, right. He was just like, this is a Confederate trick. <laughs> this is a Confederate trick. <laughs> or this is a Union trick. <laughs> Yankee um, trick. <laughs> yeah, but there wasn't really much that happened with that. But there was a little bit that happened with the ghost box. I was not there for that. You were not there by that point. You had left to mm-hmm. go drinking with your cousins and <laughs> left it, me alone. It was a good idea when I got there. You know what? It was honestly fine. I enjoyed the piece uh, from you. Thank you. I love you. Uh, so, <laughs> but we got the ghost box out. And a ghost box, for those who do not know, is a uh, box that shifts through radio stations at an extremely fast speed to the point where you really don't hear anything. It's just kind of loud static. Mm-hmm. And the theory is that ghosts can kind of pick out little words and bits from the different radio stations and make sentences and words and all that good stuff. Hmm. So it's shifting through these noises. (laughs) And she starts to ask questions, the tour guide, and you hear something. So she, you hear something. So she asks again, like, you know, does anyone there want to talk to us? And you hear John Smith. The, pretty clearly, John Smith. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of looking around at everybody and she goes, what did you guys hear? Did you guys hear Smith? Did you guys hear Smith? But she's not mentioning the John part. part. So a couple of us, me, your cousin, and a few other people um, speak up and said, oh, no, well, we heard John Smith. The most generic name imaginable. The most generic name imaginable. So we hear John Smith and the tour guide starts to go, Okay, well, in that case, and she starts to speak in a very loud voice, like, John, if that's you, you are not welcome here. <laughs> you are not, um, we, nobody wants to talk to you here. You are not to speak here. You need to leave and you need to leave now. And if you do not leave, we're going to get the holy water out. And at that point, I was like, oh, I wonder what John Smith is because he don't sound human. (laughs) (laughs) And so the the, the, uh, ghost box goes on a little bit. And honestly, we're not really getting some anything. And at that point, she says, you know, whenever John comes around, uh, all the other spirits seem to kind of run. So we really didn't get like we got like a few responses, but it was nothing intelligible, mm-hmm. nothing that, you know, could really be made out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing like Amityville Horror. Yeah, nothing like Amityville Horror. Honestly, the most that we got was out of the dowsing rods, which yeah. I found very interesting. I still do. Oh, yeah. You're really into it. I was really into that. I would have done the dowsing rods for the rest I'm of the night. I'm sad I missed the ghost box, though. You should have stayed, but you you were just like, no, this isn't for me. I'm going to die. You were doing like, die. shots and kicking back beer. I mean, I get the appeal. The appeal was nice. But you missed John Smith. I did, but um, I don't know. I feel like if a, if a demon came, it would pick a generic name like that. My I, name is John did. Smith. <laughs> like, he okay, rose buddy. up from the depths of hell. Hello, my name is John Smith. Smith. <laughs> Hello, fellow human. My name is John Smith. The thing is, I could see a demon 
going to a place like Gettysburg, you know, battlefield. Well, of course, because people are looking for the paranormal there. Well, not just looking, but the paranormal are strongly there. There was so much death involved. I mean, the trees were literally drinking blood. Yes. So Gettysburg was the worst battle. The worst battle. Civil War. It was it was intense. And so I could see a demon kind of, you know, being like, this looks like a good place to stay. Mm-hmm. And now on top of that, I have all these suckers coming in, right? These suckers actually looking for things and right. asking for things. I know at some point I said John's name again during the tour thing. Oh, no. And the tour guy's like, shh, because I had not heard her, like, literally this, this, prior. This like... poor demon was probably just like, no one likes me. <laughs> and then when he heard your, he heard you say John, he was probably just like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Until you got shoot, he's like, oh, shut <laughs> It was I just literally like probably 10 seconds prior she was saying something and I was not paying attention mm-hmm. to what she was saying. I had very much an ADD, ADHD moment and just kind of stared off into nothing. Great job. You forgot. almost <laughs> unleashed horrors beyond your comprehension. Look. <laughs> I got yelled at and reprimanded for that, okay? And it wasn't <laughs> until after that she did confirm and she wouldn't even say that he was a demon. She just was just like He's not human, if you catch my drift. That's why I wear this rosary around my neck. Mm -hmm. And I won't lie. I was like, yeah, by the way, about that. Yeah, as a Catholic, you're not supposed to wear it as a necklace. That's kind of disrespectful. You're not supposed to wear it. But if it it protects her from demons, albeit real or not, you know what? I can let it slide. I mean, go go her. I Granted, I'm not Catholic, but even I know that. And I'm just kind of like... Ma'am, I was watching her wear it the entire time, and I was like, "You know what? I'm I'm not that kind of guy that wants to point out things like that. I just, if you're not personally hurting me, well, exactly. It's not a big deal, exactly. But it was just something I wanted to point out, exactly. <laughs> Either way, after that, uh, she made sure that we all wiped ourselves down which i did not do before you I did left. not so good job you brought the demon John well that Smith is why i you. didn't wake up in the middle of the night to turn down the thermostat <laughs> and you know what with your luck it would have been a confederate soldier you brought home it would have been with the like colonel sanders accent exactly <laughs> and everything he'd have the beard and everything the beard yeah <laughs> so but that was uh that was our ghost tour in gettysburg 1010 would recommend and do it again, but I I would not stay at the Farnsworth house. I would 10 out of 10 recommend staying at the Farnsworth house if you want to see what a bloody attic looks like. Although I feel like they charge extra for that. They probably do. You probably can't really get access to it. I'm sure that you can get a special tour somewhere. Slide the hundred underneath the table. Yeah, like slide the... I feel like they're going to want more than a (laughs) hundred. So, but yes, I would absolutely... Maybe not die. I feel like I shouldn't say that, but yeah, I would absolutely love to go up there. And I will stay at the Airbnb. So. I cannot believe you would wuss out on me like that. I'm not staying in a haunted house. It's so much fun. I'm not staying in a haunted house. You have never... You know what? If this this is the first episode, if this podcast, let's say, uh, gets a following... Maybe I can be convinced. Okay, see, that's not fair. You can't be like, oh, maybe I'll be convinced if we get a following. You will do it. We'll see what happens. Anyway, 
Thank you for tuning in to the Haunted Podcast. That's all the time we have. This is Jordan signing off. This is Tegan signing off. Have a great one. Thanks, guys. This has been The Haunting Podcast. You can check out our website at thehauntingpodcast.com for show notes and other extras. Thank you for listening and have a good night.